You're listening to B2B Nation, a podcast from Technology Advice designed to help marketers navigate the modern B2B buyer's journey. Here's your host, Mike Pastor. When a lot of us think about innovation, we think about technology. That's only natural because so much of the innovation we've witnessed in our lives is a product of technological innovation. But here's another way to look at it. Um, I think people tend to get caught up with newness when it comes to innovation. Is this something that's new to my business? Is it something that's new to the industry? Is this something completely new to the world? But I'm not sure that that's all that useful, actually. I think the definition of of, of innovation is about its usefulness. You know, why does doing something differently what, what's the value of that to the customer or the user what what why is that innovation better than something that's already available so I, I really think that that's the thing that we should focus on that's jonathan sedger director of innovation and partnerships at together an integrated b2b marketing agency in this episode of the b2b nation podcast jonathan and i talk about the way b2b marketers can use innovation to improve outcomes for their customers and prospects and help achieve goals quickly and efficiently We'll also touch on creating a culture and frameworks for innovation and experimentation, Jonathan's favorite tools, and more. Welcome to B2B Nation. Jonathan Sedger from Together. Welcome to B2B Nation. Why don't you take a minute, tell us who you are and what you do. Thanks, Mike. Uh, So I'm Jonathan Sedger. I'm Director of Innovation and Partnerships at Together. We are an integrated B2B marketing agency. In fact, we're agency B2B marketing agency of the year this year. There's around 200 of us, and we work with some of the largest tech brands on the planet. Uh, And I work with all of our clients and across all of our internal teams. So that's strategy, creative, media, digital data, channel marketing, and client services. And essentially, it's about getting to the core of our clients' goals and the motivations of their customers, and then identifying opportunities for test and learn, uh, and adopting new ways of working and new techniques and experimenting with new technologies and really my role is about enabling our teams um, and kind of helping them through education and resources to uh, to kind of spot and capitalize on those opportunities for our clients but yeah it all comes down to to making our clients more successful. Innovation is a word that gets thrown around quite a bit and it's often used people are seem to equate it innovation with tools and technology. Where do you think that a lot of businesses go wrong in the way they approach innovation? I, I'd agree with that. I think, you know, sadly, innovation has become a bit of a buzzword and it is used uh, as a synonym for technology in a lot of cases. Um, I think people tend to get caught up with newness when it comes to innovation. Is this something that's new to my business? Is it something that's new to the industry? Is this something completely new to the world? But I'm not sure that that's all that useful, actually. I think the definition of, in, of of innovation is about its usefulness. You know, why does doing something differently, what, what's the value of that to the customer or the user? What, what, Why is that innovation better than something that's already available? So I, I really think that that's the thing that we should focus on. Yeah, the, the world is full of all sorts of things that, you know, take four steps, but maybe should take one or two. And it doesn't mean that you have to go and reinvent something or build some sort of platform. You just need to approach it from a different angle and think about a better way to do it. Yeah, I, I couldn't it, agree more. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 
what do you think is so what do you think is a better way that businesses should be approaching innovation design thinking is one that comes to mind and, and you and i talked about that a little bit before we hit record here but what are some of the other strategic ways to think about innovation i think yeah ultimately it is about getting to the core of of what that customer or user is trying to achieve um, and why you think a different solution is is going to help them to to achieve what they're looking to to do. Um, I think, you know, design thinking is a, is a great methodology. Another one that I love uh, is called Jobs to be Done. Uh, and it's an idea that's been popularized by Harvard professor Clayton Christensen. Um, and he's known for most for his book, uh, The Innovator's Dilemma. But there's another really great book that I would highly recommend that your listeners read, which is called Competing Against Luck. Um, and it and it really kind of dives into that idea of the jobs to be done framework. And it's, you know, it, it it's a way of really getting to those motivations rather than just focusing on firmographics and personas. It really zeroes in in the context of the situation in terms of the the problems that that customer is facing and, and why they're trying to solve them. Yeah, for for B2B marketers, Gartner has done a lot of jobs to be done when it comes to the various roles and people that are on a buying committee, for instance, when it comes to a, a technology purchase, what is it? What is each person trying to accomplish? How do you appeal to each person? Because a lot of vendors, they send out their messaging around their product, around what they do, they have their brand, um, but it doesn't always hit the same with a group of people who are all have sort of a, a different skin in the game, so to speak. Absolutely. So experimentation, you kind of you touched on experimentation earlier. You're talking about um, what you do with your your role together. How do you how do companies approach experimentation today? And I'm, here's where I'm coming from this from like a few weeks back. We did an episode with Jason Gladue of Avani Media about media buying. And Jason, you know, when we've spoken previously, has said, I have told people 20% of your budget, 25% of your budget should go towards experimenting with new channels, new creatives, et cetera. And when we met back up this year, very different economic reality than our last conversation. So how do you approach experimentation when resources are tight, when budget is tight, when people want to see return on everything you do? I think, you know, just going back to what we talked about around understanding what the the customer wants and why they want it i think you know now more than ever it's really crucial to focus on uh the strategic imperatives uh and they're you know due to a lot of the hype that gets kind of bounced around on social media there are a lot of thought leaders who are pushing back especially against some of the technology hype that we're seeing um and suggesting that we shouldn't be distracted by it but i i think there's a a risk that this advice could get misinterpreted i think if people take this as ignore new technologies completely then there's a a chance that they're going to miss opportunities and i think if you're doing that strategic work to understand your customers motivations as well as experimenting with new technologies and new techniques at an appropriate level then you're much more likely to be able to join the dots up and, and identify valuable innovation opportunities um it is just getting that that healthy balance i think between the two things i think you know, one of the, the biggest killers of innovation is in an organization is, is fear of failure. And I think when times get tough, that, that gets exacerbated. So, um, you know, I think it, it, this is something that, that business leaders need to tackle because if you, uh, you, you need to create a culture that, that differentiates experimental failure and ne negligence. Um, I think, you know, 
it's a lot worse to stagnate um, than to have a few small failed experiments. Yeah, and that's we talk about that a lot when it comes to B2B buyers, the risk that's inherent. You're you're spending other people's money. As someone said, the difference between B2C and B2B is, is you're spending someone else's money. And if that doesn't work out, then you may have a problem. And that's you know, that risk that's inherent can become the biggest blocker. It's what makes B2B purchasing a change management problem as much as anything else, the battle against the status quo. And if you stick with the status quo, you're not going to innovate. That's absolutely true. I think, you know, it's about having the right framework in place and being very clear about where you're going to experiment and having a strategy around that, you know, rather than, you know, just doing it willy nilly, you need to be, you know, really methodical about how you do that. Um, And we we follow a 70, 20, 10 model. So you were talking about sort of 25% on uh, experimentation. So the way that we break it down is 70% we focus on brilliant basics and then 20% we fo- focus on uh, test and learn. And then 10% is that pure experimentation, you know, with revolutionary new technologies that we think are going to have uh, a big impact and that we want to invest some time in understanding so we can we can spot those opportunities. But I think, you know, there's no hard and fast rules when it comes to that split, you need to do what's right for your business um, and the maturity of your marketing uh, and your individual risk appetite as well. Can you share a couple of technologies that you're experimenting with right now? So at the test and learn level, we have been experimenting things with things like personalization at scale, uh, intent data um, for um, learning and, and sales enablement learning. We've been looking at gamification. Um, and then uh, we've also been experimenting with some kind of entertainment and broadcast media style video content as well to, to make that more engaging. And then at the, the pure experimental stage, we've been looking at uh, predictive analytics to make marketing spend more effective. Um, we've been experimenting with metaverse technologies and 3D interactive formats and you know, the the, the big uh, hype curve at the moment is around generative AI. Like everybody else, we uh, are experimenting that. We've been experimenting it for, with it for some time, actually, for, for more than a year. Um, um, but yeah, it's it's about kind of splitting those those different levels down and, 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 and apportioning the appropriate level of time and investment into them, depending on sort of where they are. So speaking of tools is a question we ask just about everybody who appears on B2B Nation, and that is what is your favorite tool? And our rules here, you can't cite your phone unless you cite a specific app because none of us can do anything without our phone. Uh, And you can't cite anything that uh, together or your team is, you know, actively trying to sell or market. So what is your favorite tool? So my favorite tool is a tool called Turtle. Um, and it's it's designed to replace PDFs and improve the results that that marketers see from reports and white papers. Um, it's it's been demonstrated that it can increase engagement by an order of mag- magnitude, and it, it allows you to uh, personalize content at scale. I think the most interesting thing about it is that it gives you actionable insights on reader behavior. Like if you think about when we usually download a PDF report. Um, the, the the marketing team on the other end of that are just seeing that you've kind of downloaded the asset, but with a turtle document, you can actually see at an individual reader level 
what they have, um, what they've spent time reading and consuming. Um, so you can kind of actually use that to, to measure intent and, and enable sales teams. Um, and also you can use that, that aggregated information to, to make better content decisions. And it's a great tool and uh, we're using it with several of our clients at the moment and they're seeing some really fantastic results. I think, you know, aside from all of that, the reason that it's it's uh, my favorite tool is that actually I can chart how that's gone through our innovation process. You know, it started very much at that kind of 10% experimental phase when we first uh, started exploring it. And then um, we uh, set up some test and learn pilots uh, with some of our clients. We saw some incredible results um, and, you know, it's just kind of gone from strength to strength. And uh, now I'd consider that it's kind of in our sort of brilliant basics category. We've, we've got a number of different clients using it in different areas of their business for different use cases. And they're seeing really, really good, good results for it. So, yeah, it's really lovely to see that full life cycle of, of something coming through that process. I love Turtle and one of my kind of experiences with Turtle after having met with their team, I was taking a train home and they sent me some examples and I saw them on my phone because I was in transit. And if you've ever tried to read a PDF on your phone and you see a mobile Turtle experience, you will never want to go back. Absolutely. Ever. There's none of that kind of trying to sort of pinch in and, and, and <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah, it's definitely a, a different kettle of fish than a, than a PDF for sure. It's kind of an anti-innovation story that the PDF, the way that most B2B marketers use it was, it seems to have started because people took an actual paper document and scanned it in so that it could be available electronically. And for decades at this point, a lot of people haven't advanced beyond that. Yeah, I think it's, you know, it, it demonstrates that, you know, while a new technology can be there that, that you know, clearly has huge benefits, you know, actually, actually change um, doesn't happen overnight. And it takes a while for people to uh, identify uh, new technologies and identify how they can be used to provide a, uh, you know, a better experience for their customers. Uh, and that doesn't happen overnight, you know, and I think a lot of the things that, you know, we're seeing now uh, and experimenting with now, you know, they're going to take a while to, to, to get that adoption. Uh, but yeah, I think, it, it, as I said, it, it's really nice to have seen uh, one of these, uh, these go through the, the whole process from that experimental phase right through test and learn to, to becoming something that's kind of a brilliant basics. Yeah. All right, Jonathan Sedger from Together. Thanks for joining us here on B2B Nation. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks again to Jonathan Sedger for joining us on this episode of the B2B Nation podcast. Thanks also to Amy Dunn and Kimberly Heidbreder from the Technology Advice Crew. If you found this episode insightful or helpful, share it with a colleague and follow B2B Nation on Apple, Google, SoundCloud, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mnemonics in the Guild wrote our theme song. We'll catch you next time on B2B Nation.